Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. You can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. Hi there. I wanted to come and speak to you about toddlers. I turned that toddler stage about 30 months old and I'm going through a really hard time with my wee boy at the moment. We went on a two-week holiday and unfortunately he just completely had a complete 14 days, 14 night meltdown. It wasn't the heat, it wasn't the food. I really don't know what was wrong. Bit of everything maybe because he was he'd, just a few things. He was maybe he's late coming off milk and that's different reasons, but maybe that's one, one of the things. But I think that the problem I had was the public completely turned against us as a family because my son was having this meltdown. And it generated that they thought he was older than what he was and that he was just a spoiled little brat. And he's not. He's only 30 months old. And when people actually seen that he was still a tiny little baby, really, they realised that every boy's just been a wee boy. He's still a baby. But isn't it strange how people make assumptions of you? We certainly weren't condoning his meltdowns. We were trying to work through, trying to regulate them. We tried everything to please him and nothing that we could do. I actually returned from holiday, black and blue. There wasn't a piece of my body that didn't have a kick, a thump from him. I took that all from him because I'm his mum. I'm there to protect him and defend him against everybody else. No, he wasn't right in what he was doing, having his meltdowns. But he's a toddler. And people have to remember that toddlers are brilliant and that also that they live in the present moment and they're completely innocent. This was a wee boy whose mind was just totally unfiltered. They're just completely unapologetically themselves. Adults, we all forget what it was like to be a toddler because we don't remember back then. We're too small. We were no, no way we were going to remember. What was your first memory? I can't remember mine, maybe. I, I honestly can't remember mine. I remember maybe going to school and I didn't like it. I remember going to nursery. They gave me warm milk that they used to put on top of the radiator. You know, the wee triangle milk cartons. I don't know. All I do know is that toddlers have this toolcase that they don't know how to use. They don't know how to regulate this rapid brain development that they have. Instead, people like to see toddlers throwing tantrums or they may become very clingy to you. They can go the opposite way. Like They're really clingy. They're uncivilised. They won't speak to people. They're impolite. Well, my kids aren't impolite and they're not uncivilised. They can't speak. 
everyone thought that they were so much bigger than what they were, that they should speak to them, they should behave in such a way. Well, do you know, I'm sorry, they're toddlers. They have to learn by their mistakes as well. I did feel that through the holiday that we had lost control of everything. As if we were in the wrong, we didn't know how to control our children. That we were bad parents. Not bad parents and bad, bad, but just bad parents in that we weren't able to help this little guiltless boy at all. It got to the stage that he was so much of a meltdown that the only relief he was getting, and he indicated it to us, as if I filled up a bath for him and just let him splash around in the bath in the hotel room. I sat and I cried and cried at this little boy who was then happy. He was just contained in this small area, his little safety place. But then you had it on the other hand. There was my daughter, his twin sister, who wasn't having the meltdown, who was just being a typical little toddler. She wasn't being ignored. She wasn't getting her 100% attention from either of us because we were trying to protect our son so much. But I realised that as a mother, and I took her away one day, in a few days, a few hours, here and there, and we just had time together, mum and daughter time, playing with puzzles, reading books, playing with toys, sitting at the pool, going for ice creams. That was quality time with my daughter. My heart was breaking for my son. We end up as parents trying to control the behaviour with bribes and rewards. I actually got to the stage, I wondered if there's something wrong with my, my child. So what is if there's absolutely nothing wrong with your child? Absolutely nothing at all. You just don't have the knowledge and the understanding and the empathy to deal with the child. I presume you could go into all the science of it and the science of the growing up and seeking the ways that we, we feel confidence and gratitude as we stand and an adventure into the toddlerhood. But we're not here for science. We're here to be parents. They say that the human brain is the is as tiny as tiny at birth, a mere twenty five percent of the size that it should be. There's lots of books on how to deal with all this, like attachment theory, etc. I'm not quite sure if that's the way that I want to go down. How I do know that positive parenting encourages a healthy brain. Albert Einstein once said that the most important question for us to answer is childhood are when we begin to answer that question. As a species, we are unfinished at birth. Children build a brain that's best suited to the environment. 700 new neural connections, synapses, are formed in the brain. 1,000 trillion synapses by the child's third birthday. But the process of the child development doesn't end at the age of three. So the answer lies in the interplay of genetic and environmental factors. Children with experiences that contribute to healthy brain development, excessive stress, will develop a larger brain stream. 
They're likely to become more become adults where over early experiences suggest that they need to be on a high alert all the time. On the flip side, a child who experiences nurturing and responsiveness is a, has a large prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible for emotions, so to become adults who are calm and emotionally stable. Why is this? Because our responsiveness suggests that the world is safe and that they can rely on us. I think that's a better way to go. Don't have your child stressed. So toddlers, they do build up this stress hormone as they cope with the challenges of day to day. They express this verbally, that same shouting, the prefrontal cortex. Toddlers can experience an intense emotion, but they don't have the ability. I don't think toddlers enjoy having a tantrum. You can see it in them. They don't intentionally want to throw a tantrum at you. They're just releasing their feelings and their frustrations. The tantrum's an opportunity for us to connect and to deepen with the trust in our child. Tantrums are an opportunity to learn as a parent. It's hard when your child takes a tantrum, but once you realise this, that you're there to nurture them, to help them, you need to learn what the tantrum is. Just like you know what the cry is when they're hungry or when they're tired, you need to learn what the tantrum is. So what's the best way to deal with that tantrum? First of all, remember, the tantrum is not a reflection on you. That took me a long time to, to actually get that into my head. So it's not a reflection on you, you or your parenting at all. It's a reflection on our response to the child. They say that tantrums are normal and healthy. To take a deep breath, my best solution to it, and go in. Just close your eyes for that kind of second or nanosecond because you are your child navigator. They need to feel that you have their back and they, they can rely on when they feel like this. So yeah, that's what I did. I sat I patiently and I held my child close, empathised with them and observed everybody looking around me as well. And I, I, I had the black and blue marks for it. Give them words that they, that they understand. And again, keep remembering it's not about you. Don't use logic with them. They've completely melted down. Only have the logic and emotional when they're calm. That Then you can problem solve. Just acknowledge our anger and our frustrations and accept the emotions and just sit it out and wait. It's hard, but you just have to. But do you know what you're doing? Have this, you're strengthening your child's belief. Belief in you, that you're there. I think the public would like to see you more as a threatening them or punishing them. But that might be the parent that they want to see. That's not the parent that you will be in the long, the long term because that's not what you do. The, the child doesn't want to be abandoned. They don't want to be unheard. They don't want to be unloved. They don't want to be st to stop. When they're doing everything else, and when they're learning to crawl, when they're learning, first of all, they learn to roll, then they crawl, then they walk. We're there from them. They make mistakes. 
don't like they fall down, they get angry with it because they fell down, they cry. But what do we do? We clap our hands and tease them, we get them back up again, we encourage them. A meltdown's the same. We need to encourage, not the meltdown, but encourage them to tell you what's wrong. We just need to learn. We need compassion, we need empathy. Help the toddlers develop their brain. Children who have had compassionate, responsive and positive parents will be able to deal with their emotions most of the time because they'll feel secure. They'll be able to connect with other people and other people's emotions. It may feel completely overwhelming in that moment when a young child is melting in that meltdown. Just always know that they are there for a child. Dig deep into yourself and be there for that child always. Don't, please don't shun away from them. And to heck with the the public around, because they don't matter. You'll never see them again. And the ones that you do see again are your friends who will help you pick you up because they know how hard it is for you. So take care of yourself. When your child's having that meltdown, put your arms out, grab a hold of them and hug them because that's what they need. They don't need you to be screaming in their face. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website, www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.